Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back again. My name is Richard KB5JBV, and this is Linux in the Ham Shack, episode 96. Four more episodes to go after this one, and we will have hit the century mark. Who would have thought it? That's uh, four times what I expected. And uh, even more than uh, a couple of the critics, some of the haters said uh, over on uh, Twitter when I was talking about developing a wonderful new form of media, blending the yummy goodness of Linux with the old crotchetiness of ham radio. So here we are, episode 96. Let me introduce to you the man that makes this thing go Russ, K5TUX up there in Arkansas. Say hello to everybody, Russ. Hey, everybody. This is Russ, K5TUX. We're recording episode 96, as you've already been told. So, he sounds uh, like he's from Delaware. I don't think there's any accent in Delaware. We could ask well, our uh, VP and see. I was tired. I've been looking for a job. Okay. So uh, we were talking about music and specifically George Thurgood and the Delaware Destroyers, and that's why we mentioned Delaware, which is good because Delaware really doesn't get mentioned all that much. Although, quite frankly, I heard Delaware over the weekend because I was watching Wayne's World. But can you think of a good reason to mention Delaware? No, I sure can't. Think The only interaction I've ever had with Delaware is going through it on the way to someplace else. Ah, uh, there you go. We have a comment in the chat room that there are accidents everywhere. Uh, that may uh, explain the California accent in the chat room. Yes. Yes. So let us move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good Lord, help me get through whatever. All right. So, okay. And uh, you know what? You know what this episode is? This episode is Zen. It is creating balance because our last episode was so good, so full of joviality and information and jam-packed with all of the things that make Linux in the ham shack the thing that it is. And this week is just totally going to suck. Therefore, it's That's very right. zen. Welcome to Super Happy Crappy Hour. Exactly. The Super Happy Crappy Hour show with me and that other guy. Uh, super Happy Crappy Hour. Oh, good Lord. I should probably pay closer attention so I'm able to function. Oh, well. <laughs> Okay, well, let me do my thing that's uh, that's up here in segment one, because you put in a couple things of your own. Remember when I announced a couple of episodes ago that we needed some help in the way of donations for getting the mobile app updated? Well, we got some help, and I was able to update my uh, subscription with Conduit, the place that I host the mobile application right now. I was able to push out an update to the application, which I think is mostly working. And I just wanted to let everybody know that I appreciate the donations that came in. Unfortunately, I said it was going to be $15 a month. It's actually $30 a month. I don't think we're going to be able to keep this up. I am looking at some alternatives. I have found a free one. I don't know how well it's going to work out for us, but there's stuff like moving on the Etherpad. This is, this is usually what I do to you, but now you're doing it to me this time. What? <laughs> Changing stuff I, in the Etherpad. I'm, I'm, I'm channeling... I'm channeling my chi. I see. And well, anyway, forming a, a show as we move along, it's like 
I don't know. So, so as far as the etherpad, or yeah, the etherpad. So as far as the mobile, <laughs> app, <laughs> so as far as the mobile app is concerned, go ahead and download it for your iPhone or your iPad or your Android device as soon as you can. I will put a download link to it up on the website so everybody can that can get access to it. There have been updates. We have a new member of the Black Sparrow Media Network, and that is Cafe Ninja and the Tinfoil Hat Show. So if you subscribe to the Black Sparrow Media feed, you will now get five different shows. You'll get Resident Frequency and Richard's Radio Adventures. You'll get Linux in the Ham Shack. You'll get Tech and Loathing. You'll get Waveguides, and you'll get the Tinfoil Hat Show. So I recommend six. Well, I'm counting your two shows as one. Oh, because okay. you're, you're not really doing either one of them at the moment. So I've been on hiatus. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, there's a bunch of shows. Go to blacksparrowmedia.net. Find out all about them. Tinfoil Hat's a really good show. You'll all love it. Okay, that's all I've got to say. What's your stuff? Uh, where's the freaking chat room? The chat room is on the chat room. It's at irc.freenode.net. You put that into your favorite IRC chat client, and you go to hash lhs podcast pound sign lhs podcast well see that that's the whole thing see i think the people on listening to the stream are a little confused because they never show up in the chat room i see one possibly two new people in the chat room and by the way hello to the new people in the chat room most especially the new people and uh, uh even old people i don't see ted speaking of old people but that's okay. He'll show up. He'll show up. All right. So uh, once again, in a more, I guess, now that they are they see it coming, uh, could you give us one more time directions to the chat room? What, because people have forgotten since 30 seconds ago? Well, I just want to make sure they know. It kind of popped on them real quick. Okay. Well, if you open your favorite IRC chat client, whether it be XChat or Irisi or whatever it is you happen to use, go to irc.freenode.net and the channel is pound sign LHS podcast. Ta-da. And there you go. And if you uh, don't know how to operate uh, a uh, IRC client, uh, let us know and we will get that into one of the segments so that uh, everybody can play. You know, I use uh, XChat, and I think Russ uses Rissy, and s- some others use some other stuff, and it all just kind of seems to work out. We have all these wonderful people, except for Babylon Lurker, Lord Drakenblut, and PA9QV, who apparently have very early bedtimes because they're in there, but uh, it's like they're away. So... Now that we've covered the chat chat room, for those of you in the chat room that haven't discovered the feed yet, Russ, how would they find the feed if they were uh, wanting to listen to us live? Okay, well, if you want to listen live, you fire up VLC or Totem or your favorite media player, and you go to stream.blacksparrowmedia.net colon 8008, that's port 8008, stroke L H S live. And I think that should do it. Do I have to spell all that phonetically or you think that covers it? Say it backwards. Say it backwards. Okay. E V I L. Ooh, that's evil. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, let me me say it one more time. In case y'all haven't figured it out. What normally makes this show show go is that one of us is sober and one of us has been drinking now it's up to you to figure out which one it is on which particular episode uh tonight uh both of us are in the same state of mind so this is going to be a lot more fun than i initially expected (laughs) go ahead russ that's right we're both sober okay um so i think that's all i had to say you've got this this other comment in there and i have no idea what the hell that's about what live recording is moving to wednesday night oh no the the next one not that one Oh, you don't keep up with Facebook. I forgot. You want me to do that one first? Um, no, don't do that one first. Do the, do the other one first. The first one first. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, after 432 years of Linux in Hamshack, we are moving the live recording 
from Tuesday night to Wednesday night. Now, unfortunately, I know this may cause a problem for some of you who uh, happen to go to church on Wednesday night and have other activities that are scheduled on that particular day of the week. However, uh, it has recently developed that one of the hosts of this podcast is running on zero hours of sleep, and it turns out his day off is going to be on Thursday, so he can stay up late and not have to worry too much about it. So, starting uh, what two weeks from this recording, uh, the uh, that which would be episode ninety-seven. Hey, I can count Woo-hoo! ninety-seven. Episode ninety-seven. Uh, we will be moving the live recording from Tuesday night to Wednesday night. Same time, same chat room, same, same bat stream, time, same bat channel, same That's stream. Right. Right? That's right. Same stream address. All that stuff. Oh, Batman. Batman. Nanner, nanner. <clears throat> no, that's nanu, uh, nanu, more. <laughs> okay. So now with, now that we've gone nuts, let me let Russ talk. You know, I think the people in the chat room are just stunned. That's okay, because we screw with their head all the time. <laughs> Y'all don't hear all the things we say to them people in the chat room. That's why you should be listening to live stream and be in the chat room yourself, because you miss a lot of really good stuff. By Absolutely. not being here live when we're recording. Okay, so what's the what's this last thing? G Norman. No, that's Gnorman. Oh, what's Gnorman? Gnorman is the newest uh, addition to our technical staff here at Studio One S. We would like to welcome Gnorman. Uh, Gnorman has uh, has a uh, spent a long time in the uh, English countryside, uh, tending garden gardens and stuff like that. And um, we would uh, we have decided to uh, take Nor- Norman on as not only a technical advisor and uh, uh, guru, we have also decided to take him on as chief horticulturalist and uh, night watchman. His uh, hobbies include uh, firearms, drinking, fighting, and flower arranging. So uh, we would all like to welcome Norman. Stand over, got his thumbs up. Yep, we'd all like to uh, welcome Gnorman to the uh, Linux in a Ham Shack slash Resonant Frequency staff. Okay, so, so who, y'all all send wonderful, nice messages to Gnorman. So who's this Gnorman? Gnorman? Yeah. Uh, well, you didn't see the picture? No. I bet Cheryl saw the picture. You know, the thing is, I was on Facebook today, and I know nothing about this. Click on my name and check out my photos. You'll see Gnorman. Okay, I'll check out Gnorman. So is that Y'all all? Go there over is? to Facebook, look for KB5JBV. Uh, go over in the photos and check some of my recently added stuff, and you will find Gnorman. No, Gnorman does not replace Bill. There is no way to replace Bill. Bill is of uh, incredible value around here. We could not do without him. However, Gnorman works cheap. So he's uh, kind of watching the store down here. All right. Yeah. Norman. Well, I'm going to check this out while we play some music. How's that sound? Uh, that's wonderful because we're going, we're going to hell in a hand bas- basket at an exponential rate. Hand bass? Excuse me? Hand bass? Ket? Hand basket. Hand basket. Okay. Put the lotion in the basket. He puts the lotion in the basket. Yeah, it puts its lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. Somebody's watched that movie way too many damn times. I could recite some Red Dragon to you if you like. Uh, I haven't seen Red Dragon yet. I've, I've got to uh, got to sit down and watch that one. When I recite it, I recite it from the book. I see. Well, it's like when Francis Dollar hides in the orphan's home and... His grandmother shows up to pick him up and take him home and everything else. The guy that runs the uh, uh, orphan's home tells him to look at her and tell her his name. For those of you who weren't in here on the live feed, you would not know what I just said that was cut out. So come on over to the live feed, check out the chat room. And Russ is going to play us something uh, wonderful, and I hope it doesn't just quit and leave me hanging. 
Uh, this one might actually. So if you have to get another brewski from the fridge, you might want to do it quickly. All right. This is one I found a little bit earlier today when I was rummaging around for music. It's by a young lady named Heather Pearson. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, that's really small on my little display over there. Anyway, uh, this is called crooked smile girl. It's a little bit of folk rock and kind of soft and a little bit contemporary. Like the last couple episodes have been a little bit, you know, soft and mellow and kind of a change of pace. So here's yet another one. We'll be back in about three minutes. You've got a wildness in you Don't think that you can hide it I've got a shyness in me Don't think that I haven't cried it out that's the thing i don't know about these independent music people they've never heard of a fade that i was just a don't fade. know what it is welcome to linux and ham shack we're back i just want everybody to know that advertising on uh, facebook works out i'd like to say hello to bruce G bruce g paul g and Raphael b who joined us during the break over on facebook so y'all, uh, y'all go check it out. I'm there. If you don't believe it, we just had folks join the conversation over on Facebook while the break was going on. And I'm sorry, Russ, did I cut you off? No, not really. So we're back kids. We're back. We, we, we may not have any more to say than we had the last time, but we're here. Did uh, you go over and see Gnorman, Russ? No, I did not. I made a trip to the fridge. I thought you was going to check it out. Oh, yeah, I am going to check it out. Not right now. Oh, well. Let us talk a little bit about TLF, the ham radio contest logger. And uh, in summary, I think we should probably say that TLF is a console 
uh, mode general purpose CW voice gear logging and contest program for ham radio it supports the CQ uh, worldwide the WPX and the ARRLDX ARR field day and PACC whatever the freaking hell that is and the EU sprint contest for single operator as well as a lot more basic contests, general QSO and the expedition mode. It interfaces with Morse code generator, your sound card, a number of radios, and with a DX cluster. The TLF, TLF can uh, project, project cluster data into an excellent, 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 here comes the king. Uh, TLF can project cluster data into an excellent X-Planet program written by Harry Nair. Contest operation mimics the popular TR log program for DOS. The output file is TR, as well as Cabrillo compatible. The uh, user interface was designed with over 30 years of experience in CW contesting. The program was written for console mode on purpose to make it run also on smaller machines or remotely via a modem link. TLF is developed under Slackware 8 and tested under SUSE 8.0, kernel version 2.4.19, and Red Hat 7.2. Does that pretty much cover it, Russ? Well, that covers a lot of it for sure. Um, I read I read crap a lot better when I'm like a little loose. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I want to know all the things you do better when you're loose. But anyway, why was uh, in the ham shack? <laughs> yeah. Um. One thing about TLF is I could swear we've actually talked about this in an earlier episode, maybe a very long time ago now, probably like in the 20s or 30s somewhere. Bill but, will tell us. Uh, huh? Bill will tell Bill us. Will yeah, tell. I'm sure the keeper of all knowledge will fill us in as as is required. But um, one thing that it looks like about TLF is that it's not terribly actively developed anymore. It shows a copyright date of 2006, and the developer's name is Rain uh, Papa Alpha Zero Romeo. Uh, it is GPL, so it's open source. Um, and one nice thing about it is it kind of has the feel of YFK test. It's based on N curses, so it runs in a terminal window, which you did say earlier on. Uh, and that, of course, was done by design, so you can run this thing without having an entire X environment set up. So if you have a laptop out in the field or something like that, and you just need something lightweight that runs in a terminal, this will work for you. And, of course, it's based on a DOS application. Therefore, you know, the curses style interface is, is what you'd expect from that kind of thing. One thing that I've seen about this is that it has a better use of the screen space than YFK test does. This was one of the concerns I had when we talked to the developer of YFK test was that I thought he could better design the user interface so that it would be a little easier to use and maybe pack a little more information onto the screen. This TLF application seems to have done that. And the way they've done it is actually create little dialogue based windows in N curses. So it's got a really nice look to it. It's got, you know, you can actually put little windows on top of other windows. So you can see like uh, DX spots using a DX cluster. You can see your band and mode and stuff like that. And your totals in another window and you can move this stuff around using function keys and like control and alt sequences to better utilize the space on what little bit of desktop you're given in an NCURSES environment. So lots of people come up to us at the various conferences, at HamFests, uh, at HamVention, and want to know if there's a good Linux alternative for a contest logger. Now we've recommended YFK tests in the past, and I honestly think we might go ahead and start recommending TLF because it really does well a lot of the things that people are interested in. I don't know if it does networking. I'd have to go down and look through here and see if it does. It does use ham live. It does have radio control. It does seem to have more features overall than YFK test. 
not to put down YFK test in general, but honestly, I think TLF has been better and more thoroughly developed and it looks like a better application. So if you're looking for a console based contest logger for Linux, that's GPL. So it is open source. Might we suggest TLF? And if you're interested in TLF, you'll have to go to the URL, which I'll read through quickly here. But of course, Bill, keeper of all knowledge, will throw it in the show notes. And that's home.claranet.nl stroke users stroke rain C Romeo Echo India November Charlie stroke caps TLF dash 0.2 HTML. So uh, that'll be in the show notes. And if you're interested in this and looking for a new contest logger for Linux, give this one a try. And, you know, uh, I'm thinking about going back and playing with this. Um, I saw it when I first got uh, got into Linux. And um, actually, uh, the logging program that I use runs perfectly well under Wine. It's a very, very simple uh, other operating system type of uh, logging program. And it keeps the information that I need. So I try... Uh, Normally don't move around too much if I've got something that's working for me, but, uh, yeah, uh, I think I'm going to go back and take a look at this and, uh, see how helpful it might be in my situation. If any of y'all have used TLF log and, uh, have some good stories about it, we would seriously, seriously like to hear about it. You know, send us, send us an email here at Linux in the ham shack and, uh, uh, we will, Post your story. Uh, is this the first opportunity you've had to actually look at it, or have you been able to run it yet, Russ? No, I tried to run it. I tried to get it, you know, done soon enough so that I could actually download it, build it, and run it before the show started. But I did not get a chance. And like I said, I I want to say we may have talked about this one earlier on as just a regular logger, not necessarily a contest logger when we were talking about CQR log and some of the other stuff, like, you know, many, many episodes ago. Uh, but I'd certainly forgotten about it since then. And I have not had a chance to play with it recently. And I will say that bill in the chat room, keeper of all knowledge and who has obviously had more time to read the website than we have says that it does have IP networking capability. So apparently you can do some, uh, multi-station logging. Well, that'll be fun too. <laughs> if if I ever get the time uh, to work with my Aries boys, that's uh, been a lot of scheduling problems around here, kiddos. Uh, if I ever get time to work with my Aries boys, I, I plan to muster them up on field day if we can make it happen. And uh, this this would definitely help us out if it uh, can be run that way. Whew. Talking is very tiring. You know that? You've just now figured this out 96 episodes in. <laughs> well, it's only tiring tonight. Tonight. Right, so you uh, didn't swallow any more diesel, did you? Um, no, I've gotten pretty good at avoiding that. Okay. That's good. Pretty good at avoiding that. Teeth don't taste like uh, diesel oil. No, they sure don't. Okay. Do we hey, have anything take else? Over whose job? Oh, Bill. No. <laughs> Do you see what Cheryl putting in the chat room? I know. I thought we already discussed this, that Gnorman was not going to take over Bill's job. <laughs> Gnorman is primarily uh, the custodial uh, operator of Studio 1S. I'm just like a, uh, a tenant now. He's in charge. All right. I'm going to have to look this damn thing up now. Everybody's starting to talk about it. so Just go look at the webpage. Yeah, I'm going to look at the webpage. Blah, 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 blah. No, not Facebook. The web page. Not what what web page? Linux in the Ham Shack. Oh, there's something on Linux in the Ham Shack about this. Yeah, go look. I'm looking. We're gonna give him a minute to find it. This is making scintillating radio. I'm sure. Wonderful one. Hey, everybody in the chat room seems to be gung ho over Gnorman. I don't see Gnorman. Wait, wait, I wait. Think he, what am I, I looking at? I think he's cool. What am I it looking at? The, it would be the post that says "Welcome Gnorman." I don't see a post that says welcome to Norman. Well, let's see. Um, oh my God. It didn't show up on the front page. Why did it not do that? You know, I can't believe I'm actually editing the web page while we're, oh, because it's a draft. Oh, I thought I saved it. Well, no, here, let me go ahead and publish it. Where the hell is he? Okay. I've lost him. 
Gnorman is lost. Well, there he is. Um, yeah, push the right button. Yeah, all right, I push the right button. There we go. I guess I, I guess I was just checking to see. Yes, we're editing the Linux and the Hamshack site on the air the podcast yeah. on the podcast. Now, under announcements, y'all go look over on the website. Welcome, Gnorman. Please leave comments and welcome messages to Gnorman, the chief custodian of Studio One S. Okay, I have a question. Check it out. I have a question. What is Gnorman standing on? Uh, right now he's standing on, he's standing on one of the DVD. He's standing on the DVD player. Oh, okay, that's what that is. I'm currently making room for him on the desk. What is that prescription Nyquil? That, my brother, would be what we affectionately call mint julep. <laughs> so it's prescription NyQuil. The main label's turned to the back. Yeah. And that's a hand-drawn picture of my granddaughter behind him. Okay, well, we'll have to do this a little more officially somehow. With Stevie Ray Vaughan right over her head. All right. I'm going to take that back off the website, and we'll we'll do it more officially somehow. Party pooper. It's not going to go away. I just want to... I just want to do it more officially. Unless you've got something else to talk about, um, we're going to have to go to some music and then go do some feedback. What are you going to do with Bill's uh, comment? Um, Bill's comment will be approved when the post itself has been approved. I see. Because, oh, where'd he go? He's gone. Yeah, I said he was gone. That sucks. He'll be back. Don't worry. Bill says it's really him. Cheryl has posted a picture of Gnorman. If you're in the chat room, you can find the link. Okay. Is there anybody listening to the live stream or in the chat room who can speak intelligently about Lua and who's willing to come on the show and talk about it for 10 minutes? Who's Lua? Well, if we get a taker, you're going to find out what Lua is. Come on, folks. Come on. Let's get a taker. Who's got, who's got a Skype account wants to talk to us for 10 minutes about Lua. Now you mess it with me. <laughs> Well, you've been messing with me all night, so there you go. I can, I can see the name of this episode. It's going to be Richard is Deranged. Nah. Probably going to have That's something to do with Gnorman. Gnorman. You know, do you know why his name is Gnorman? Um, well, because he's a gnome. Uh, that's right. He, he Gnorman the gnome. He's a violinist. That has something to do with his name? No, Lua. He's a violinist. Oh. What it says. Maybe I spelled it wrong. This way, this is the kind of crap we get up to, uh, uh, during the after show y'all, y'all should really, uh, telling you, and it doesn't cost any extra. It's free to listen to live feed. In fact, you get all the stuff that the, that Russell charge you for later. <laughs> all you have to do is show up for the live show. Well, maybe more people will do that since we're going to start recording on Wednesday. Okay. What about some crap for your cell phone? Is that it? No. Lua helps your team work smarter. That's getting closer. Hmm. All right. No takers on Lua. So I guess we're going to move on. I'll talk. Um, I'll talk about Lua next episode. Lua is a, wait a minute. What Lua is and for documentation. Wait a minute. I'm bearing down on it because I am technically savvy. <laughs> I'm a tech ninja. I'm starting to sound like a other certain notable podcaster, Linux podcaster that we know <clears throat> who has a fondness for Drupal. Speaking of long lost podcasters, guess who I talked to the other day? Who be that? Harlan Quijano. You mean like Harlan from, uh, that Ubuntu thing? Yeah. From fresh Ubuntu. Oh, I talked really? to Harlem. He's yeah, really? He's, uh, He's vegetating out in Hawaii and says he is getting the bug for podcasting again. So we may hear from Harlem in the future. Really? Really? Well, you know, I hadn't heard from his partner in quite a while. He was sending me emails and stuff. I was working a shady deal to get him to, um, start letting me publish podcast minute, uh, somewhere black sparrow media, I think, uh, before it changed management. What the hell is his name? I don't remember. But since we're talking about long lost podcasters, are you talking about Peter Nicolaitis? Yeah, Peter. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there you go. I hadn't heard from him in a while. In fact, none of my Linux friends send me any messages anymore. I am talking to you specifically 
over at uh, Going Linux. Y'all don't ever send me any messages anymore. I never hear from Larry. He's become all um, all celebritized and all that good stuff. He's like on live radio. He's all computer. He's all computer America out. And he, he's just forgotten about us little folks. Uh, those of us that when the show was starting out, put banners up on the website for them and all that good stuff. They just don't love us anymore. And Tom, Tom is still Tom. And I'm still not too sure about that guy that says 73s. <laughs> Bill. Still not too sure about that. 73s. That's a big goddamn number. Okay, we've so, got to we've okay, got to get Richard, on that show. Richard has turned into Ron White. Right. <laughs> we've got to get on that show. Anyway. All right. Oh my god. We're, All right. We're done so, with this segment. I'm playing some music, then we're gonna do feedback. I think you better play some music before we get ourselves in any more trouble. Yeah, I think so. All right, this one is uh, by a Spaniard named Daniel Bautista. It's called Agnostic. It's an instrumental, uh, kind of a up-tempo, medley, hard-rocky kind of instrumental. Does it's, it fade? Um, no, I believe it just sort of ends. So deal with it. Here it is.
Now, see, it did that two other times, and I almost started talking. <laughs> this is Linux in a ham shack. Welcome. Welcome. Russ was giggling in the background. What you giggling about, Russ? Was I? No, I was giggling about you starting early. About you, what? You you going off half-cocked. Oh, my. All right, let's do some feedback. I think I broke something. I mean, I'm going to ignore you. I got an I email. <laughs> okay, you read the email. Yeah. I got an email from Torsten. We we actually have two listeners on this show, at least two, named Torsten. That's kind of interesting. Maybe it's the same one. No, and that's there's a German call sign. Yes, it is a German call sign. The other Torsten lives in Mexico, so I know they're two different people. Uh, this one is Torsten DL1THM. That's Delta Lima 1. Taco Hell Mania. Uh, no, that'd be Tango Hotel Mike. Anyway. 73s. 70. 70- 73s and good night. We're here all week. Okay. If he says, Russ, you asked what people use their pies for in terms of ham radio. Well, actually, no, that's not what I asked. What I asked was, what should I do with mine? But he does make a suggestion. So he says, I use mine as an APRS digi using the fine APRX software, as well as a D star repeater using DVRPTR board. Oh, look, seven threes. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it correctly for him. 7-3. Torsten, DL1THM. So that's that's a good suggestion. I mean, I don't have any hardware right now that does anything related to D-Star. I don't have a dongle. I don't have a radio. Um, I don't have a DVRPTR board connected to my Raspberry Pi. So that sounds like it could be a candidate for a good thing to do with one of my Raspberry Pis. I will definitely look into it. Thanks, Torsten. I appreciate your feedback. And there you have it. And I have no idea what you just said. You heard every word. Oh, well, okay. So take your Raspberry Pi and do this stuff. I heard somebody talking about sticking a DVAP to it and a GMS board and turning it into a hotspot and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, apparently Torsten's on the right, right uh, course and uh, some of these other guys on the right course. But you guys need to be sending these ideas in because Russ has got more pie than he knows what to do with. That's right. Speaking I, of pie. I'm surrounded uh, by Scott, pie. Huh? I'm surrounded by pie. There you have it. Now, speaking of pie, Scott was asking what ass mustache was. It has to do with pie. Okay. So uh, thank you, Torsten, for uh, writing in and sending your information. Let us know how that project works out. Because uh, if you can, like, write it up or something, or maybe you want to come on the show and talk about it, get in touch with Russ. Russ is in charge of scheduling. Come come talk to us about it. If you can't do that, write us something real nice about it, and we'll, we'll screw it up just best we can. Sounds good. So what's next? Oh, this one's in your color, so I'm going to let oh. you do it. Well, uh, I got an email from Greg, and Greg, last name deleted, and uh, it says... Just listen to episode 94 and you wanted suggestions on what to do with your pie. I am surrounded by pie. Well, you know, for years and years, I've been giving the ladies suggestions on what to do with their pie. Anyway, I have two at home that my wife will be giving me for Christmas. The first is destined to be a media PC so she can watch some internet shows without having to use the computer to do it. This will probably be running uh, R-A-S-P-B-M-C, whatever the heck that is, as an interface. I'm kind of torn on what to do with the other one. I'm learning, leaning towards working with one-wire weather stations and building a weather station. Excuse me. Not bad manners. Um, I like that I can build the components myself and configure it to look look however i want it thanks for the podcast greg a linux guy but not a ham okay well greg uh, that also sounds like a very good idea and uh once again as i was telling torsten just a minute ago uh i would uh think that you should probably send us some kind of write-up or get with us about discussing what you're going to do with your pie and uh Sounds like it sounds like independent uh, independent retailer. Anyway, um, tell us what you're going to do with your pie, 
and uh, maybe we can get you on the show or we can at least uh, expound upon your experiences building weather stations with Pi. So what do you think about that one, Russ? Now, a weather station would be a cool idea. The weather station I have is, you know, it's decent for what it does, but it would be nice to have one that actually hooked up to a full, you know, wind speed meter, anemometer, and all that kind of stuff. That's a cool thing. Now, I already have a Media Center PC. It's basically just a Linux Mint Debian box running XBMC that I also run a few other applications on so that I can play it through my projector and have, you know, a nice media experience here. But Raspi MC would be kind of an interesting thing to play with to run a, sort of an XBMC clone on a Raspberry device. Now, the two Raspberries that I bought are the early ones. They're the 256 meg boards, not the newer ones, which are 512. And most of the stuff is supposed to run on both, so it'd be interesting to see how that works. I probably should order another one just so I have one of the newer ones to see how that works. The only thing really that's stopping me from doing anything with my Pies right now is the fact that I don't have an HDMI to DVI converter, so I don't have any way to plug the video out from any of my Raspberry Pis into a monitor so I can actually see what they're doing. So I'm, I'm working on that, and uh, with any luck, I'll... By the next episode, I'll have something I can actually say that I've done with a Raspberry Pi. Oh, and by the way, Greg, even though you're not a ham, that's fine. Thanks very much for the suggestions. I'm going to see, you know, which way I go with my devices. I've got two sitting here waiting for something to do. So uh, I'm working in that direction. Because there are a lot of radio operators that would be interested in running weather stations using raspberry pi in fact if we took the two guys that we've read uh, messages for so far and we stuck them together then you'd have a weather station running through raspberry pi which was running into d star and that would be kindly interesting especially if it was on the rat flector and if you don't know anything about uh d star then you will have no idea what a rat flector is I know what a rat flector is, if only because you've talked about them several times when you've talked about D-rats. There you go. In fact, uh, we were talking about some obscure uh, command in Linux that I was using to strip just the information I needed out of a text file to send out over the rat, fl rat flector uh, weather information. I'll tell you what. You sit with your rat flectors. I'm going to sit s surrounded by pie. And I and I bet that Bill can probably tell us what episode that was. We're gonna put him put him through the ringer tonight. He's gonna have to earn his pay. Yes, sir. That's right. Yes, sir. Norman's looming in the background. You never know. So let us move on to Leaf. We hadn't heard from Leaf in a while, and uh, Leaf used to send us in like a message every damn episode for a while. Oh, good God! We're gonna end up with an explicit tag on this one. I I can see it. I can feel it burning in my soul anyway so uh this one uh, we got one from leaf and apparently has pointed at russ so uh go ahead and have at it all right leaf says speaker in the head unit i have hated the fact that yezu didn't put an external speaker jack in the head unit i never dreamed it is possible to have a usable speaker in a reasonably sized head unit though you have me curious about those apple speakers you were talking about I can barely hear my FT-8900 in my Jeep when the body is sitting on the armrest right next to me. Now I want to see these magic fruit-filled speakers and see if I can hear them in my Jeep. No removable heads, radio under the dash, except maybe for a few pickups. Does anybody make a car with a space under the dashboard a radio could fit anymore? I'd love to mount a radio that way, but the last car I had with any space under the dash was built in 1984. So Leaf is feeling my pain. This is from the little rant I had a couple episodes back where I was complaining about my my Yezu radio that didn't have a speaker in the head unit. It was down inside the base unit, so even if I could separate the head from the base unit, I wouldn't be able to hear it unless I had an external micro or an external speaker, which seemed retarded to me. Now he's talking he you know, I mentioned that Apple had some small speakers <laughs> that were <laughs> <laughs> You said retard. I did? Uh-huh. Oh, good. <laughs> Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Um, it's going to be the worst damn episode ever. That's right. So what I was saying, as far as the Apple speakers are concerned, if you look at any of the Macs since the G3 Macs, those are the ones that came in like the raspberry and lime and blue colors. And any of the ones after that, uh, the ones that look like table lamps and the later ones that are the sort of flat panel stainless steel ones, any of those have very small but very powerful and very audible speaker systems in them. Um, I believe the speakers in any of those systems are no larger than about an inch and a half or two inches in diameter, and they can play very loud and replicate fairly faithfully the audio that comes through them. And I don't see why a similar system can't be used in the head unit of an amateur radio, even if you have to make the detachable faceplate part just a little bit larger uh, to accommodate that speaker. Now, I can say that... You know, with reasonable certainty that this is possible, because behind me I have a Kenwood TMG707A, which has a very flat um, rear section with a detachable faceplate that's very tall and could easily accommodate a two-inch tall speaker. So I know this is possible, and I really think that manufacturers of amateur radios that come with detachable faceplates should actually think about this and include a detachable speaker. So I would like to thank Lee for sending in his feedback and sort of agreeing with me, even if he didn't mean to. I always appreciate people like being on my side. That That's all I had to say about that. I think that pretty much covers all of the things he addressed. So I'm going to send it back to you so we can move on to the next one, unless you have something to add. Well, I was just going to say, the reason that the Yazers have that particular issue, or I, and I haven't actually noticed it because I don't think I have any Yazer radios, but um, uh, the reason is because Steve Jobs never ran Yazoo and will never run Yazoo again. Uh, number two, if you're having trouble hearing the radio in your Jeep, well, I come into Jeeps daily now, I come into contact with Jeeps daily now, and I would suggest. Take the freaking mud tires off of it. Put some real damn tires on that bad boy. But thank you for the input anyway, Leaf. And this gives you something to uh, fire back with for the next episode. Thank you very much. All right. So we have an email from Fred, DH5FS. Apparently, Germany is listening. Germany is listening. And what, and, and what did Fred have to say? Uh, Fred actually didn't have much to say, but what he did say was try also TLF. It's a more advanced contest logger with telnet support, band map, etc. And that was his whole email. I'm, you know, obviously he's referencing back to the episode where we talked about YFK test and contest logging, but he didn't provide any other supporting or follow-up information. Well, maybe Fred is like limited on his English and he wanted to make sure that he got the point across in the most succinct manner possible. Thank you, Fred, because actually your uh, email at, turned into what little content we had in this episode. So <laughs> right. you're more of a lifesaver than you could possibly imagine. Yes. Thank you very much, Fred. And by the way, his call sign Delta Hotel 5 Foxtrot Sierra. That's right. And uh, I said, thank you, Fred. Uh, Bill informs us in the chat room. Uh, I think Bill is like a, a psychic or a witch or something. Or a uh, that We mentioned D-Rats in episodes 17, 32, 56, 71, and 90. And now 96. Four episodes away from the big 100. 100. Y'all don't forget. Okay. So, oh, my. Uh, Oh my. And from uh, Facebook, I've been having interaction with Bill, KJ4K and I back and forth. He's wanting to move over to Linux and stuff. And his most recent message to me was wanted to say thank you for your help with Linux Mint. I am now running Linux Mint 13 uh, Mate, and I don't give a dang what they call it over at Mintcast. Mate. Uh, I'm going to say Mate just so the guys over at the Mintcast don't like come over here and slit our throats in the middle of the night. Mate, latte, mint julep, Budweiser. All righty. Well, and, the thing uh, on is, on my main desktop. Excuse me. I said the thing is, I spent the whole episode that I was talking to them over at the Mintcast or uh, episode one twenty five saying mate, and they uh -huh. didn't bother to correct me. So 
that that's a good thing. But anyway, mate, go look, ahead. Look at the freaking way it's spelled. I know the way it's spelled, but so gnome spelled gnome, and people say no, no, gnome. No. They they pate. say gnome. The people over pate at Gna- is p o t t y. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <clears throat> On the main desktop. <laughs> I haven't had a lot. <laughs> don't give me fucking. Hey, don't put some in the basket. Dang it. All right. Worst episode ever. All righty. Uh, <laughs> crap. Uh, we'll probably get the most listeners out of this than any other episode we've ever done. I'll be like, that Linux in the ham shack is great. I just listened to this like episode 96, and them guys were like. <laughs> Up. they were they, they were, were like like crazy they were like and shooting heroin heroin on on the air and everything what the hell i mean it was cracking crystal and heroin and and mm. lsd and all that mess at the same time and something about a fuzzy little critter or some kind of uh, like wolverine a badger or some kind of crap and a guy named Gnorman. i don't know what's going on with that <clears throat> on my desktop i haven't had a lot of time to use it a lot but so far, I think I'm going to like it. Uh, listen to LHS 95 at work today. Let Russ know there are at numerous reasons I would like to use RG6 coax. This is from an episode earlier. Why would somebody want to use RG6 coax? Everyone RG6 is showing coax. up my, my ignorance of you know impedance matching and all of that stuff. It's like I understand the concepts, people, but the whole idea when they teach you about you know, antenna matching when it comes to your rig is that you're looking for 50 ohms and it's counterintuitive when you start out with feed line that has an impedance of 75 ohm. Okay. That's all I was getting to. Huh? Cause the radio likes 50 ohms. I know the radio likes 50 ohms. That's what gives you your one-to-one match. If you're 50 ohms at the, at the, you know, the input point, you're one-to-one. And I understand that that's not necessarily going to give you you know, the most power output, the best radiation patterns, the best, uh, you know, uh, ratio of impedance, et cetera, depending, you know, because you can tune your antenna to work perfectly with 400 ohm ladder line or 75 ohm RG6 coax and all that stuff. I kind of get that. The point was, if you're looking at a, an antenna that's based on 50 ohms and a radio that's expect, expecting 50 ohms, you might want to use a feed line. That's also impedance of 50 ohms, but well, you would use RG six for that. No, you wouldn't. You would use RG eight or RG two thirteen. I get that. So anyway, go ahead. Him. <laughs> the loss figures are lower on VHF UHF than most 50 ohm coax. You can find it most anywhere. Lowe's home Depot, etc. Uh, which would be great in an emergency. The best, the best of all, the best and best of all, uh, you know, I'm going blind and best of all, you can find it cheap or even free bill KJ four K N I. Well, there you go, Bill. And uh, I'm glad you're having success with the, uh, Linux mint 13 bait and, um, uh, I kind of figured that'd be a good direction for you. So uh, keep uh, chugging along. Let me know how it's coming out. And as far as the RG6, you know, that's one of the things that really bothers me about uh, my situation over the last couple of years is I just don't have the time or the space or anything else to just experiment. And uh, I'm telling you, at the very least, you take that 75 of them, make you uh, matching stuff for a, a Delta loop and talk all over everywhere, everywhere. You know, in a way it's, it's kind of sad that most radios nowadays come with built-in auto tuners because you can pretty much connect a coat hanger to a rocking chair and it will tune it up and transmit. Now it'll, it means that you'll get 50 ohms output. You're probably, if your rig is tuned for a hundred Watts out, you're probably getting seven but at least it will properly tune and transmit, you know? And I, I think that's a bad thing that's happened these days. Well, it is because, uh, when you depend on a tuner, you're losing efficiency in your antenna. And when you lose efficiency in your antenna, your outgoing signal and even the signals you pick up suffer. So, uh, yeah, we may have to, 
we may have to swing over after after come think of it it after the episode 100 the show may have to turn into um i don't know ham radio in the linux shack because there's a lot of this stuff we should approach we did approach some of it over at resonant frequency but that show is no longer in production and we are hopeful for something else which will not exactly be the same thing so uh, we may have to uh, explore in depth more of these subjects thank you once again bill Yes, thanks, um, Bill. KJ four K N I Kilo Juliet four Kilo November India. You know, I just love saying things that way. Yes, I'm having to bring more and more of my Facebook interactions over to this show. You know that. Well, that's okay. I actually had an interaction from Joel on Google Plus, where uh, he he wanted to talk about something, and I've completely forgotten what. So I'm going to have to push it back to the next episode. But we will have feedback from Joel. Yeah. Uh, Ted, thank you for welcoming us or, uh, wait a minute, Ted, thank you for joining us. We'd like to welcome you to Linux and the ham shack episode 96. Uh, it seems that both of both of uh, bouncy, 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 bouncy. Give me some pie. <laughs> you're going <laughs> oh, to, oh, I actually made Thursday. you laugh for a change. All right. I'm my, you're, you're, you're going to have to wait till Thursday for that. My brother. <laughs> oh, my life is complete. I can die now. <laughs> let's try this crap again <laughs> and i'm try trying real hard not to say badger so it's uh, crap was that enough of a gap can you edit that out oh yeah God, no, no problem dang it this is the worst damn episode ever uh we're gonna have three explicit tags let me tell you um okay let's try it again Ted, we'd like to welcome you. Thank you for showing up. Uh, you haven't got the news yet because I guess you've been off at the camp meet, tent meeting. We're going to be moving the show to th what, what day are we moving it? Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, starting the, the next recording. So uh, welcome and uh, thank you for being there for us. Unfortunately, uh, we're both running on jet fuel tonight. And... Uh, well, I'm running on jet fuel and lack of sleep, but that's okay. That's okay. So what else we got? Have we hit the end of the agenda? We have hit the end of the agenda. Who, who can we talk some smack about? <laughs> we, we ain't talk no smack. This episode is over. Can we go? We've lost our freaking, I've been done since we got started. All right. Well, I'm going to start the outro. So get ready. Okay. Okay. Make it All right. Happen. All right. Okay, and uh, thank you for one more time for joining us uh, with, for episode 96 of Linux and Ham Shack. My name is Richard, and if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can contact me at kb5jbv at gmail.com. kb5jbv at gmail.com. Or check me out on social networks. I probably need to quit saying Twitter because I keep getting followers over there, and uh, uh, quite honestly, I don't watch it a whole lot. Uh, but you can contact me on Facebook also, KB5JBV. Look it up. I'll be there. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Russ. Let him give you his information, uh, tell you how to check out the feed, check out the chat room, all that other good noise. Take it away, Russ. Okay, this is Russ, K5TUX. I'm out on all the social media networks like Google Plus and Twitter and Identica and all that. I'm J.R. Woodman out there on the interwebs or K5TUX at 73s.org. All the information you ever wanted to know about the show is at lhspodcast.info. You can leave us comments over there. You can even give us a call at 1-909-547-7469. That's 1-909-LHS-SHOW. Email us at info at lhspodcast.info. Give Richard a virtual kick in the ass. So I think that's about all there is for the show. Oh, and make sure to uh, download the Black Sparrow Media mobile app if you get a chance from the iTunes or Android marketplace uh leave us a donation if you can he's gonna forget some stuff y'all yeah i think i've got most of it in there anyway uh you know stay tuned for the next episode this has been number 96 97's coming up i think
think that's about all I want to say for this episode. We'll catch you all in a little while. And make sure you listen to the end of this outro because Richard's going to say something stupid. Talk to you all later. I say lots of stuff stupid. I would just like to make sure y'all remember to send your well wishes and stuff to Norman. Go over the website, leave him some messages. Uh, we are happy to have him aboard. We really are. And uh, well, I'm from uh, the slightly bent, crooked, uh, Dodge dealership, wherever the hoot and holler it is. We'll see y'all next time. Tender, bring more vodka. He puts the lotion in the basket.